This week's episode is also available in video format, hosted by YouTube. Just search for at High Performance Pilot. I'm David Summers from High Performance Pilot, a show dedicated to improving our performance as aviation professionals. To do that, I'll use the core competency matrix and the behaviours contained within it. The skills, the knowledge and the attitudes. Hello again, welcome back to the show. And coming up in this episode, I explore the behaviour of controls the aircraft safely using only the relationship between aircraft attitude, speed and thrust. A behaviour from Flight Path Management Manual. If you've listened to the Core Competency Matrix Reimagined episode, you will have heard me say that our role as pilots is not about the physical act of flying. And that's because there is a difference between flying and operating an aircraft. Operating an aircraft is a complex task that requires proficiency in all elements of the core competency matrix. Flying an aircraft requires proficiency in flight path management automatic and flight path management manual. And that's the focus of this week's episode. Flight path management manual is a fundamental skill that is required to do our job. It is the skill we learn when we begin our flight training. It is this skill that probably attracted us to aviation in the first place. However, in our operations we are encouraged to use the autopilot, and quite rightly. Use of automation is an essential workload management tool. It creates spare capacity and so generates enhanced situational awareness. However, there is a threat of over-reliance to the detriment of the ability to control the aircraft safely using only the relationship between aircraft attitude, speed and thrust. The irony is, if we are not careful, our manual skills erode the further our careers progress. This episode is not a lesson in how to fly, more about the dangers of forgetting how to without the autopilot. Let's move on to what this behaviour is. This behaviour is about understanding the relationship between thrust, the impetus provided by the engines, the attitude of the aircraft, angle of the aircraft in pitch, roll and yaw relative to the Earth's horizon, and the speed of the aircraft, both indicated and ground. In its simplest form, we should know what thrust setting is required to maintain a particular pitch attitude in any particular configuration. In its more complex form, we must understand concepts like thrust will not correct a stalled aircraft unless the pitch attitude is reduced. Why do we need this behaviour? Understanding the relationship between attitude, speed and thrust, and crucially putting that into practice, is absolutely fundamental. After lift being created by an aerofoil, it is the most fundamental concept of flying. 
So here are the two main reasons that we should be proficient in this behaviour. Firstly, the MEL, or Minimum Equipment List, which for those who aren't aware is the manual that tells us what systems can be unserviceable or degraded and still allow the aircraft to be dispatched safely. Now I have never operated an aircraft where the MEL informed me I would be prevented from dispatching without a serviceable autopilot, flight director or auto throttle. There may be restrictions on these systems being inoperative, but nevertheless, the aircraft can be dispatched. With this being the case, we need to be prepared to do so. For those that don't have luxuries such as an autopilot, this will seem obvious and fundamental. But the reality is that it is all too easy to become dependent on the autopilot flight director system and so become unfamiliar with these fundamental relationships. In fact, for those of us that operate in busy controlled airspace, we are actively encouraged to use these systems just after takeoff and disconnect them just before landing. Secondly, even with the autopilot engaged, we can find ourselves in situations, jet upsets and system failures for example, where instant manual flying skills are required. Therefore, knowledge of these relationships and the ability to put them into practice is essential. For these two reasons alone, we must remain in practice at understanding the relationship between thrust, attitude and speed. I've discussed what and why. Now let's move to the ever-important how. First up, employ the competency of knowledge. Whatever the aircraft you train on, there will be advice on what combination of pitch attitude, configuration, aircraft mass and thrust setting will achieve the desired performance. Learn these and consolidate them during training and subsequent operation. You may also have these numbers in your QRH or operations manuals, perhaps in the unreliable airspeed checklist. Secondly, practice. During line operations, practice flying without the automatic flight director system. Employ caution here though. Brief your intentions, choose periods of low workload and understand the impact of manual flying on the workload of both you and the pilot monitoring. Crucially, remember that disconnecting the autopilot is not a one-way process. If the workload increases beyond a pre-briefed limit, re-engage it. Threat and error management. Effective operation requires us to understand the potential threats and errors and so allow us to avoid or mitigate them. Not ensuring we are proficient in controlling the aircraft using attitude, speed and thrust poses a number of threats. Here are some of the threats associated with this behaviour. 1. Causing a jet upset. If we are not practised in manual flying skills and an understanding of the relationship between thrust, attitude and speed, we are in danger of inadvertently entering a jet upset. 2. Inappropriate jet upset recovery. If we are not proficient in this behaviour, 
we will be in danger of not recovering from a jet upset. 3. Loss of situational awareness. Lacking proficiency means we will require large amounts of capacity to simply fly the aircraft manually. If we have used up all of our capacity for flying, then there will be nothing left for situational awareness. Key takeaways. Flying versus operating. Remember there is a difference between flying and operating an aircraft. We must remain practiced in the skill of flying, but operating is our primary aim. Understanding the relationship between thrust, attitude and speed and being practiced in its application is essential to allow us to safely operate the aircraft when the automation is not available or when we are forced to fly manually during jet upsets or degraded systems. Over-reliance on automation. Automation is an essential workload management tool but over-reliance leaves us in danger of losing our manual flying skills. Threats in lack of proficiency include causing a jet upset, a potential inability to recover from a jet upset, and loss of situational awareness. And this week's golden takeaway... The relationship between attitude, speed and thrust is fundamental to flying. We must practice flying manually, but when we do, we need to ensure we understand there will be a loss in spare capacity by both crew members, resulting in decreased spare capacity. Choose your time to practice carefully, and remember, disengaging the automatic systems is not a one-way street. Re-engage it if workload demands. So there you have it. Controlling the aircraft using attitude, speed and thrust is a behaviour from the Competency Flight Path Management Manual. I hope you found this useful, that you've heard something you can put into practice the next time you operate. These podcasts have an ultimate aim, to stimulate interest in the core competencies and inspire you to seek them out and apply them to further improve your effectiveness as a pilot. High Performance Pilot. Each week, one behaviour from one competency. We'll break it down and provide tips and advice on how to make it a strength in your operation. And remember, these competencies should not be seen as nine individual elements. Effective operation requires them to be used together. Effectiveness in one being dependent on effectiveness in the others. They are all interconnected. Join me next week. If you wish to contribute or ask a question, please email me at highperformancepilot at gmail.com. And finally, selected episodes from High Performance Pilot are now available in video format on YouTube at High Performance Pilot.